The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. You're listening to the 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Well, as is always the case, we probably should have left the mics on during that. Yep. <laughs> uh, some great conversation, uh, and we're going into overtime with our first leadership series edition, a conversation with some of the province's uh, men and women who have made it to the top of their respective careers. Bob Nicholson joins us in studio from the Oilers Entertainment Group. And I know you've got a couple of stories, which, uh, you know, you have not told us you want to tell, but... You, we're asking. We're asking <laughs> anyways. Ask. Uh-oh. And before we get back to leadership, could you possibly... Tell me how you came to be in a picture with uh, Putin. Uh, this is a pretty neat story. It was uh, just after I'd left Hockey Canada. So I was at the First World uh, Championships, and Canada wins a gold medal. So as the vice president of international ice hockey, I get to give out the gold medal. So I go down behind the benches, and you can't get near because Putin's going to give out the trophy. <laughs> and there's, he's got there's cameras and security guys. I finally... Uh, gonna go on the ice and say, Bob, as soon as you give out the gold medals, you gotta come off the ice because Putin will come on. So <laughs> I'm out there and it was pretty neat for me because there were so many players that had been on Olympic teams, but there's myself and the president of the IHF, Rennie Fassell. But most of the players wanted to get the medal for myself because of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And we we're hugging each other and I could hear them say, Putin wants Nicholson to stay on the ice. And I'm going, so now I'm going to leap. So I'm there giving out the trophy uh, with Putin. Uh, and the next thing, uh, Corey Perry and them are going, hey, Bob, can we get a picture? And it was neat. He said, yes. He stepped down in front of me and took a picture with all the players. And I was standing behind him. But I did not have the nerve to put my hands on his shoulders. Mm. Yeah, no, that's yeah, yeah. you got to make a decision at that point. But, but I spent some uh, one-on-one time right after uh, that, and uh, he knew who I was. He knew I was former president of Hockey Canada, but he knew that I was going to the Oilers, and he only had one request: Could you talk to Wayne Gretzky? Because I have an old-timers team, and I'd love him to play on. That. <laughs> really? <laughs> so Wayne Gretzky, known outside of North America. Excellent. Um, you're, uh, let's throw this one at you as well. Your your wife is a successful author. Uh, she's uh, written uh, numerous books. With this job that you have and the busy career that she has, how do you balance what you're doing? Well, first of all, I'm so proud of Lorna, what she's done. Um, she was a coach. Here, Here's a real unique story. We're in Victoria. I got offered the vice president's job. She was coaching the women's team in Victoria. Al Morrow was coaching the men's team. They switched. So she was coaching the men's wow. team. So she had an opportunity to advance to national teams coaching men. Wow. Al Morrow, I think, has won more medals than any coach in any sport. And so when we went to Ottawa, made that decision, they wanted her to head up uh, women in sport. She decided not to, so she's... Uh, gone on to a lot of different careers, but she do- loves writing. I'm, I'm not going to get. I think she's uh, published 40 books. Wow, books, really? Uh, oh, good on. And, uh, I haven't even read 40 books. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah. 
but uh, you know what and she loves it she did it because she wanted to stay home with the kids and now it's her biggest passion and two busy careers that's uh that can be tricky to juggle and keep things strong it keeps us together we're yeah. apart sometimes, <laughs> sure. yeah I've heard, I've heard that before <laughs> so since we're talking about leadership and since we've brought your wife up i'm curious to know this as well you mentioned a moment ago that you like to surround yourself in good people that you don't mind being told when you're wrong um as the leader of an organization the closest person in your life is still your spouse so do you come home some nights and say what do you think of this not a lot uh, in fairness uh, if you if lorna was here she says i don't talk about my job enough mm. like i really try to i try to keep that separate and uh you know but i do get inspired and i probably don't say it enough to her of how she handles herself and how she handles a lot of situations Hmm. I, I would have thought, uh, I, I was expecting a different answer, which is great. Because typically, and maybe that speaks to the people you have around you, because typically you talk to your spouse because you know that's the one person who will actually tell you what's really going on. But apparently you believe that's already so. Yeah, she tells me that anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you had a best day on the job, or what would be a best day on, a, on the job, a good day on the job? I guess there's two different things, a good day on the job and a best day yeah, on the job. Yeah, your best day and your worst day on the job in this particular job. Wow. You know what? Uh, I don't think I've ever been asked that question. When I left Hockey Canada, I got that a lot. Here, you know, Oilers making the playoffs uh, in my second year was uh, pretty special. Uh, but there's just so many I remember moments within OEG, you know, and uh, I think I think a couple of the staff meetings when everyone is pumped up, like our office is excited now. Um, I try not to take everything to hockey, but wins for the entire organization. That's, I've really tried to really focus on that. And those are some of the key uh, moments for myself. What about the worst day? Was there a moment at which you just thought, Man, <laughs> it doesn't get worse Maybe than my this. my second day on the job, why did I take it? <laughs> I think you really do go through the highs and lows. Uh, working with Daryl Cates, who I really admire and has done so much for this city, there's so much comes at you. You know, before it was just hockey. Now we're, now we're talking real estate. Now we're talking, you know, so many different components with OE, within OEG. And he's always got ideas. So you're going, holy smokes, I forgot about that idea. And, you know, keeping yourself under control. At times, you've, you, you've got to get both hands back on the wheel. Well, you know, I wanted to ask you about that specifically. It's a big organization. It's an important one. There's a lot on the line. And I don't want to get you fired or anything, but... <laughs> Do you ever feel overwhelmed? Do you ever just feel like you step, you have to step back or you have to not look at the whole picture because it's just so overwhelming? Yeah, I think I did. Uh, you know, the more you're in the job, the more uh, you're aware of everything that's coming at you. But uh, there's a lot that comes every day. And there's high, there's highs and lows within every day uh, working at OEG. There's no question. Mm -hmm. And that, that's the biggest difference that I've seen in, in Hockey Canada. And I think because Hockey Canada, you know, I'd grown up with Hockey Canada, but this is different. And, uh, you know, the hockey season's different. Uh, now we have three hockey teams and, you know, the highs and lows of all of that. When you look at... Uh the, the three hockey teams, when you look at uh, Rogers Place, when you look at Ice District, what does it mean to be a part of all of that and, and, and what it means to the city? Well, you know, everyone was so excited when Rogers Place opened, you know, and the job that uh, 
Susan Darrington and Sheena Way with all the entertainment. Paul McCartney coming next week. Keith Urban coming mm-hmm. back for the second time. You can go on and on with so many good things, but it hasn't even started. And that's what sort of they get up every morning. People don't understand what the ice district's going to be to this city. You know, everyone talks about going to Rogers Place. You go to Rogers Place for a hockey game or event, you're going to go to ice district because you're just going downtown. And there's going to be all these new restaurants, all these new bars, uh, condos, entertainment. Just go hang out with your friends. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be where we're going to meet tonight at the Ice District and then see what's going on in the city. Hmm. And that's. Do you remember the first time that we walked into Rogers Place? I do. And we had talked, of course, you know, there was all the, you know, the funding, all of that sort of stuff. And that consumed us for so many mm-hmm. years. And we walked in there and you looked around and the jaw dropped. It was just it did. spectacular. And still when I drive down there was yeah. 104th and go under the tail, it just, it still blows me my, away. My mind works differently than your mind and it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just, you saw the grandeur of mm. it and, and were blown away. I walked in and suddenly it all made sense to me. Yeah. Suddenly from a marketing perspective and from a business perspective, I thought, oh, this isn't about hockey. No, this is That's about... That's a component of, yeah. of what we what's here. Well, I think we finally understood what Ice District exactly, meant. Exactly, exactly. Uh, you know, and that was just a little, co- well, a big cog in the wheel there. Yeah, and I, you know what? You're going to see Stantec Building's going to mm-hmm. open up here uh, in the next few weeks. And then when the JW Marriott opens up and the condos open up and the restaurants open up. And, you know, we're really going to have a place downtown that hopefully all the demographics are going to want to go to. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's going to be something for them. And it's really important for us at Oilers Entertainment Group that we connect with all the festivals from around, not to bring all the festivals there, but to connect so, you know, we can help promote them and make it even bigger and better in this city. And I I think it's going to be West Edmonton Mall's uh, known. Ice District is going to be world-class. Did you, in all the time since Rogers opened, have, and I don't mean just an uh-oh moment, and I don't mean, you know, something spectacular, but like, hey, the keys don't all work, or <laughs> you know, the, there's a leak oh, in I this I thought there tap, was going to be or, more women's washrooms. Yeah, I mean, was there one of those? <laughs> okay, we're not going to get on the washrooms. We have more washrooms than any other building our size, so, but l- let me tell you one, and this is, this is an embarrassing one, but it's one that, hey, there's so many great things. We're having the first event it was a staff christmas party in the ford hall Mm -hmm. and it was freezing outside i'm going (laughs) at the end of the event i go we can't do these in the middle of winter and a little voice came and said do you know that the you can turn the heat on in the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and we've gone through the whole event. So, yeah. There so, you're are saying the building, up. the building came with the thermostat? <laughs> yeah. Who so, knew? Yeah, we not the right people to turn it on. But I, I, oh. just, I just throw that out there. There's so many things that happen, you know, and uh, Susan Darrington's just a rock star of, how, you know, mm-hmm. how she gets through all of those. Because every event, whether it's 4,000 people or 20,000 people, there's different things that you have to look for, security issues and, and all of that. So every event's a new event. Hmm. You know, I know you have a hockey game uh, to get to, so we'll wrap it up and maybe wrap it up with uh, as you look forward to, to this year and 
as we're talking about leadership, is there advice? You've been given advice along the way for those folks listening. Maybe they want to get into sports management. Maybe they want to do whatever it is. What is what is that advice that you would give? Don't get intimidated by any situation and ask questions. There is not uh, such a thing as a dumb question. Ask questions and as you become a leader, really use your listening skills. Listening skills are really important um, because if you listen to all your people, all your people around you, usually the final decision just pops out in front of you. Darn, I missed that last bit. (laughs) Bob Nicholson, the CEO of OEG, joining us in studio this afternoon. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you very much. Okay, it's 3.54. Thanks to Bob Nicholson for spending the better part of an hour with us in studio. That was fabulous. A good kickoff to our new series. And by the way, speaking of bosses, maybe I'll tell you about this real quick. Do you do you think your boss could do your job? It was it was a study done <laughs> down in the states. Asked employees, "Do you think your boss could do your job for one day?" And 42% of people said, "Absolutely not." Uh, 42% saying they couldn't do it, 33% saying they might be able to do it, and the other 25% just weren't sure. And here's some other stats from the survey. One-third of employees said they don't get enough recognition for how hard they work. The top four rewards we'd like to get for doing a good job are a simple thank you, a gift card, being named Employee of the Month, (laughs) and uh, having lunch bought for Mm. us. And it's funny because Bob talked about how when he has a moment, he takes the time to shake hands and see people, and it's the little things. Over a third of people in the survey said they think their boss is overpaid. (laughs) How would you know? know? (laughs) Uh, Although the same number of people said their boss probably works harder than they they do. And with that said, 68% of all respondents said their boss does deserve to be in the position he's in. It's interesting. So we, we sort of question our boss a little bit, but probably wouldn't want to have his job. We? Well, I you? mean... What are we, a royal we? What, what, what well, I, I meant we the, as in the respondents to the survey. <laughs> because, you know, as you know, and we can, I don't know how much... Well, I'm, we know for a fact that our boss could do this job and kick it out of the park. He's done it and kick it out one? of the park. This one? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, right. and I'm pretty I sure I job. couldn't do his. No. Um, I did my performance appraisal today. <laughs> it's an annual thing. Very well, but I'll tell you the problem I'm having with it is I think you're supposed to be reaching for more at these things. Like, I think you're supposed to be... You know, saying, well, where do you see yourself in five years as the chair? But of course. And I'm like... Retired? Well, Sid said, where do you see yourself in five years? And I'm, I said, well, assuming we do these at the same time every year, probably here. <laughs> I'm just, what do you do when you have the job you want? Like, I don't... There's nothing else in this building I would want... I'd be interested in doing. So... Or retiring. Or retiring, yeah. yeah. And listening to the show and complaining about how much better it was when I was there. Uh, you know I'm going to do that. Do you think I'll be here? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was about you. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.